Thank you for joining us for this episode of Comply on the Fly with M3 and Karen B. Comply on the Fly is your trusted weekly resource for reliable insight and quick answers on common employee benefits compliance questions. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Seek the advice of counsel for any employee benefits, compliance-related guidance, or strategy. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen B. And the comply on the fly question of the week is, I have an employee who has only been with us for six months and needs leave for a surgery. Can I keep this person on the benefits? I get this question all the time. I think it happens quite often, and when somebody does not meet the eligibility requirements for FMLA, many employers just deal with the situation on a case-by-case basis. However, it might be a good idea to address this issue in a uniform manner so that you aren't having to remember what you did the last time this happened or that you end up making a compliance mistake. For non-FMLA leaves, typically the compliance issues are with your insurance contracts and COBRA. If this is a common issue for you and you do not have a leave of absence policy or personal medical leave policy that is non-FMLA, first, check your benefit plan's eligibility provisions. Do these provisions require someone to be actively at work to receive benefits? Also. Most plans require that an employee is working a certain number of hours to be eligible. Now, we know that the FMLA protects benefits for the duration of a leave, and this is probably stated in your policies. But if it is non-FMLA, the protection is not there. And if your policies require minimum hours of work and or for someone to be actively at work, then the benefits are not protected. So, what is the solution, you might ask? One solution would be to implement your own leave of absence or personal medical leave policy. It would be up to you to decide how long someone has to be employed to be eligible, the number of days or weeks they would receive, and your process for determining eligibility for the program and the qualifications for the leave. Many times, employers will simply mirror the FMLA process. In addition, if you wish to keep benefits active for these leaves, you will have to get approval from the carriers and or stop-loss carrier to do so. If you do, then you will also have to consider how premium payments will be made during the leave, again, similar to FMLA. If you decide that you will provide leave but the benefits will not be active, then you have to consider COBRA. If someone is not working but still employed by you, that would technically be considered a reduction in hours, which is a triggering event under COBRA that causes a loss of coverage under the terms of the plan. And this is assuming you did not get carry approval to keep the benefits active or decided you did not want to provide the benefits during leave. COBRA should be offered once coverage is lost. Sometimes this is a timing issue because the employee is only off work for a short duration and may be returning to work before the COBRA required loss of coverage or a few days after. These situations will require you to look at all facts to determine your course of action in regards to COBRA. And another thing regarding COBRA is that if you do protect benefits under a leave of absence policy, 
you may still want to call out that when the leave has expired and someone does not return to work, that COBRA will be offered. And that is your comply on the fly question of the week. Thanks for tuning in. What's on your mind? If you have a pressing compliance question, send it to askkarenb at m3ins.com. We'll do our best to cover it in an upcoming episode. You can now follow and subscribe to Comply on the Fly on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to tune in next week and encourage others to join us.